What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 11th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down some waiver wire action in the fantasy basketball world. With me to do so is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Nothing, man. Uh, enjoyed watching that football game in the in the snow in Buffalo today. That was pretty fun. Overtime. Uh, well, overtime. LaShawn McCoy, now that that team is knocked out of the playoffs for me, he went crazy, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he went crazy, but he played well. Anyway, um, let's go, man. I'm ready to talk about some Victor Oladipo. That was fun. An overtime game, man. I, I miss it. I haven't seen snow come down besides the fact that I got the Flagstaff. It was pretty cool. But VO, man. Canadian club getting crunk, man. He is on his A game. Um, 47 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 11 to 13 from the line, 15 to 28 from the field, 6 threes. threes. Like, oh my, like that is just, I'm, I'm like cleaning up my keyboard from drooling over the stat line right now. It's not the first time, dude. I mean, he's been balling. What do we do with this Oladipo thing? Like, we were, like we said, fourth round take him. And, like, he's been first-round player. Is he a first-round player? He's pretty close, man. <laughs> he's pretty close. He's pretty close. Like, 10 to 15, right in there. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, we had a debate. Strope and I, Jonas and I were both saying, like, he's right there at 12. Dude, the Pacers are 16 and 11, and uh, if they keep – playing that well and he keeps doing this he's going to be in the mvp conversation james harden uh, like i mean conversation but well i mean Giannis and harden and uh, uh who's your mvp right now probably Harden. easily Harden. because the rockets are so good rockets are insane he's got 65 true shootings lead leading usage rate he's a, he's a, he's a man uh, yep. For me, it's hard. Like, no, no debate. Like, if you if you say anything else, I don't trust anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome, man. If you watch the Blazers game, just really quick before we get to waiver wire, he was so good. He in the last seven oh two or seven oh three, whatever it was, it was fifteen Harden, fourteen Blazers. Like, it was just Harden domination. They put. Vonley on an island. It was just, oh, it was so good, man. I love, I love James Harden. Good work, man. And he, I thought he should have won. Who was your MVP last year? Dude, that was a long time ago. I know, I slept, it was. I it slept was. since then. I know, right? <laughs> I had Harden, though, man. I thought Harden was MVP last year. He was up there. I mean, he, he could have been easily. People um, love triple doubles, man. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. I mean, the fact that nobody had averaged a triple-double in so long um, and nobody thought it was possible to do it again. I mean, I, I was a Westbrook guy, but um, I, I wouldn't have been mad if they would have given it to Harden. Okay, so uh, we had a pretty hot topic, and people love this stuff. Uh, top 12 players for fantasy for your first players. Um, we talked about who was number 1 through 12. I uh, wanted to get your take. There was some disparity with who went where and so on. Um, I guess the biggest discrepancy was Cat, 
Lillard, who I had pretty... I was the high man on Lillard. I was the high man on Cat. I had Cat at three, Lillard at six. And uh, I was the low man on, on LeBron. Um, just want to get your take on how you feel about this whole top 12 thing. And what, how you, how, pretty, pretty much how do you feel about where you would go if you could redo the first round? If I'm going to draft again today, I'd, I would not take Cat number one like I did in a couple leagues. Yeah. Um, that has turned out to be, I mean, not horrible. And no, he's coming not, on. not at all, he's, man. I, I don't, I actually, I don't, I have no regrets. No regrets, man. My chest is out. I got the bad tattoo. I'm good. I, I don't regret it at all, actually. And he's coming on a little bit too. He's, he's playing fine. better. He, centers. Like, I've always said centers, man. You need a center on your team and you have cat. You're good. You got a nut. You got a top five player center. That's great. It's a great way to start your team. I don't care. Yeah, so I mean, for me, Harden Harden would be number one. Yeah. Uh, I think Giannis would probably be number two. Yep. Um, then this is where you and I are, are going to disagree, but I mean, I, I'm good with LeBron at three. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't believe he's he's been in the league 15 years and he's still doing this. I mean, he's just... And he's, he's still built like a tank, man. I mean, you can't... It's very hard to hurt LeBron James, which is funny because he's always rolling around on the floor like he's hurt, um, but he never really is. Um, those would be my top three, and after that, I think I'm. I, I struggle with any of the Warriors um, that high. Curry's hurt. Durant's a little bit overshadowed by Curry, or not overshadowed, but you know, Curry hurts Durant a little bit with Clay and Dre, and they have so many weapons there that. Um, I might have Anthony Davis at number four. Whoa. Bold. Kind of bold. Yeah. Uh, I think L- Damian Lillard, maybe at five and Durant, yeah. Durant at six. Uh, I'm, I've got DeMarcus at seven. I'm going to go Oladipo at eight. Bold. And then Carl Anthony Towns. Very bold. Yeah. I think, and then I'm gonna. I had Oladipo, I had Oladipo yep. at 13 before the weekend. I think he's creep to 11, man. Good God, he's so good. He just he works so well with all of his teammates, and it's just such, it's such a perfect fit for him. Like that. I mean, uh, come on, man. come on. 47, seven, six, two steals, one block, six threes. That's pretty cool. Pretty close to what I have. So, um. You know, Nikola Jokic and Gobert, I mean, those guys getting hurt is kind of a buzzkill. Hassan Whiteside getting hurt is a buzzkill. But, you know, one of the things I like um, when I look at basketball monster rankings is my boy, our boy, Aaron Gordon, uh, sitting at number 23 right now. He's concussed. Sucks. I've got so many injuries on so many teams. I'm just getting throttled right now. But Aaron Gordon, man, I reach for him in every league, and, and so far it's paid off. Uh, oh, I'm in the Roto Grinders League with a bunch of guys from there, and I have Depot. It's like straight up Roto World crew. Uh, I have Depot, Gordon, Richardson, Murray, and my team is just I'm number one in points. It's a it's on DK points. I I murder everyone every week. Like I I don't have besides the first week I just murder people. Like I'm OJ out here. <laughs> but uh, I feel pretty good about that team. So, uh, all right, 
Move on. Good. Top 12. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, Milos, another game for Milos. Uh, he's back, baby. Pick him up right now. Pause this podcast and add him. So, what are our expectations on Milos Teodosic? I'll ask you first. You know, that's a great question. I wrote Waiver Wire today. He was the first guy I wrote up. And I did not put um, predictions out there because I really don't know what to expect from him. I, I know he's going to be good. I know that he should be added in every league right now. Um, I just don't – I don't know if he's going to score 18 points a game or if he's going to score seven points a game. I I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like 13 points and seven assists, a couple steals and a three and a half is probably um, – a nice conservative Milos number. It's you probably have him a little higher. I have him at about eleven points, eight board, eight assists, five five boards, two threes. I think he's got two threes in him, and you know one point seven steals. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, add him right now. Pause podcast and add him. Um, he got the proverbial run, don't walk, or no? Did he? I don't know if I gave him a run, don't walk, or not. Needs, I gave somebody. He needs a... it. He needs it. <laughs> he definitely needs yes. it. Like they're, when they're playing CJ Williams and Jamel Wilson and those cats, like you need to add him right now. When is Milos gonna play? Do we know? It should be Doc straight. Rivers is non-committal. Well, they sent down CJ Williams. They sent down Jamel Wilson to Ontario, not Canada, Ontario, Los Angeles. So he's gonna play. Um, I think whatever the next game is. So. Yeah, add him like if he's on the waiver, add him right now. Don't okay. cut anyone you need to do it. Make sure it's no? a, make sure it's an Al, make sure it's an Alex Lynn or a John Henson. Don't don't go cut somebody really good How, to get him. Yeah, I, I would I would I would I would cut I would cut some people. Who would you would you would you cut your boy Jamal Murray? Uh no. <laughs> Keep going though. Keep going. Anybody would else? You, Cut my boy Jonathan Jonathan Simmons. Ah, oh, my that's my boy. Juice. <laughs> don't talk about my boy Juice. I can't do that. Ah, people are cutting Juice. I don't know, man. I can't do that. I know you cut Zach Randolph for him. Oh, I would. Ah, uh, actually, I wouldn't actually. Zach's balling, dude. He's balling. I guess. Uh, and the last pile was Strope and I. We were like, yo, top two rounds in the last in the last seven games. He's been insane, man. Yeah, he's playing good. Yeah, but yeah, figure out. I, uh, I mean, uh, I, I can't imagine a league where you're cutting Jamal Murray for Milos. I can't imagine that. I can't do it. But I guess I would. My dog's barking. So moving to the Kings, who played some interesting games over the weekend. We saw Buddy Heald red hot in the first quarter and a bunch of other stuff. How do you feel about the Kings? Uh, Frank Mason's junior. Frank Mason was hot. He was cold. Darren Fox has been kind of underwhelming, really, from the first five or six games, really. So, um, do you have a takeaway from the Kings? It, it's kind of tough to tell. Yeah, you, you know, like right now we talked about it already. Zach Randolph's been really good. Um, Zach Randolph's been real good. So, I mean, he should be on everywhere right now, and that. I get it. He's Zach Randolph. There's not a lot of things that are sexy or exciting about him, but um, you know, I like using him in DFS. He's a little expensive now, but I, I, I'm down with Zach. Um, 
Bogdanovich, uh, not a guy that I'm I'm using much. He he played pretty well on Sunday though. Um, Jakar Sampson, man, he's pretty interesting. He had 11 points, four boards, a steal, and three three more blocks today. Um, well, Zach Randolph is a must must own player right now, and I I get it. He's Zach Randolph. There's nothing uh, sexy or sports centerish about him, but man, he's playing really well. Um, I like using him in DFS. He's a little expensive now, but I mean, Zach's Zach's playing really well. He seems really motivated, and uh, his season's going much better than I think any of us thought it would. And as far as uh, Buddy Heald, I mean, I really thought Buddy Heald was going to play well for the Kings, and you know, his last four games, he scored either 17, 18, or 19 points in four straight. Uh, he's at three threes, four threes, two threes, four threes in those four games, shooting the ball really well. He shot over 50% in four straight games, and he's got a steal in five straight games, too. So um, I think Buddy Heald is ready to take off. I think this was his launching pad. And this week was his launching pad. And I think he needs to be added in all leagues. He's uh, owned in 63% of Yahoo leagues. or That was uh, when I posted uh, waiver wire today. He was at 63%. But he's playing so well, man. I think he needs to be grabbed everywhere. And if uh, any time that George Hill, the starting point guard for the Kings, is out, I think uh, Frank Mason is a, a good play. Um, he only hit one out of ten shots today which was not what I was looking for. But um, he's getting tons of opportunity when Hill's not in there, and he's had some good games. So I think I think Mason's another guy you can look at. And what do you do with Jakar Sampson? I mean, do you pick him up and stash him? Do you, do you hold him instead of Jared Allen right now? I, I don't know what to do with Jakar, but he's playing well too. I'm pretty much hands-off on the front court. Uh, I've played him hardcore on Wednesday for DFS, drove the car all the way. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's it's pretty much add Mason in deep leagues, add healed in shallower leagues, because he's hot. He's got four game, good games in a row. Um, and, like, it's, it's a seesaw, man. It's so tough to predict this team. So um, we saw Bogdan start, and Heald's going to come off the bench, but... Um, I I like it, man. I mean, this team is doing some damage, so yeah, I would I would add whoever you can. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut. It's gonna be a mess, though. Do you agree with me there? It's gonna be it's good. It's not gonna be easy, right? I mean, it's sort of like the it's sort of like a more adult version of the Suns. <laughs> huh. you, you just like the Suns are so frustrating. You have no idea what's gonna happen. You have no idea which center is gonna play. You have no idea which point guard is gonna go off, and it. I kind of feel like the Kings are the same way because, I mean, Darren Fox has so much freaking talent, but um, he just hasn't been doing that much. He had seven turnovers and six. He had more turnovers than points today. Um, not good. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm fine with holding Fox. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think guys like Scal, uh, Zach, Bogdanovich, um, Jakar Sampson, Frank Mason, Buddy Heald, I mean, those are all guys that – can be owned um, in, in fantasy leagues. So that's the Kings. You really don't know who's who. So moving on to a, a similar team, and I have planted my flag firmly on my choice, my Nawaba. I very much want a sandwich right now. Uh, anyone who's from Philly, New Jersey, or anywhere in that area 
will know all about the Wawa hoagies. They're so good. Um, I love David Nwaba. I have him everywhere, and I will, I will, I will fight you for David Nwaba. So I love him. Um, am I overestimating David Nwaba? I think you might be more excited about David Nwaba than anybody else I know. Um, but the reality is, David Nwaba's been playing really well, especially these last two games, dude. Um, he scored uh, double digits in three straight. He had three blocks on Friday. He had two blocks on Saturday. Um, the only thing he's not doing is hitting three-pointers, and he's not going to. But he's shooting it lights out. Um, the minutes are coming up. He's played at least 31 minutes in his last two. Um, he's coming off an injury. He's getting healthy. And uh, I, I'm down with Nwaba. I'm a little bit uh, little bit mad I didn't have Nwaba in the waiver-wired column, but that's why we do this podcast to huh. clean, up, clean up the uh, garbage I leave behind. So Nwaba uh, probably should have been in that column. My boy, I, I've been on Nawaba since the start of the season. Uh, and yeah, I, I would say he, I, I don't know if I would add him over healed, but it's pretty close. Like if I see Nawaba and healed in the waiver wire, I'm probably clicking Nawaba, man. Well, look, sticking with Chicago, I'd rather have Nawaba than Denzel Valentine. Oh, no question. Yeah, that's an easy call. And I think a lot of people own Valentine right now and can probably go out and swap him for Nwaba. Easy, easy swap. I would swap him over pretty much anyone not named Chris Stone in the backcourt. And Nuaba, let's see, let's see what his ownership is. While you're looking it up, Hoiberg said, quote, David Nuaba, I think for the second night in a row, his energy was the difference in this game. 14% owned. Got to be over 50. Yeah, that's going to go up. That's going to go up hard. He's he's good, man. I'm telling you. He fits. That's, so you remember before, before, we had this conversation like seven Sundays ago before he rolled his ankle. And he was just rolling, man. He was, he was just starting to get going. Like he was just getting ready to take off. Yep. Then he got hurt. It's like everybody else on every one of my teams. Right? Whatever. Let's chill with the injuries, man. All right, let's go. Next next topic. All right, next topic. Next topic would be the Suns. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it's a rotation. Do, do we have to talk about the Suns? <laughs> I'm so, just it's pretty much a one, two, three, one, two, three, who's hurt, who's not, so on, so on. It's a headache, man. Like, if you're drafting, if you have a son on your team, you know a big man, whether it be Tyson Chandler, Greg Monroe, Alex Slam, Marquise Chris, which we'll talk about Chris in more detail. But, yeah, you're you're waiting, pretty much. Um, I, I, I have no in, intention on owning Tyson Chandler. Let's talk about him first. Like, quickly. Do you, like, I don't, I'm, I'm done. That's all I need to say. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't care. You're done with Tyson Chandler? I don't care. I have no interest in Tyson Chandler. I mean, if you're done with Tyson Chandler, you might as well be done with, with Monroe and, and yeah, Alex I, Lynn, yeah, too. I because I, well, I don't care they, about Yeah, I don't care about I don't care about Kirby Monroe. I, don't, I want nothing to do with him, man. They uh they sit Monroe or, or Lynn or Well no, I like uh, I like Lynn. I like Lynn as a stash. I mean I kinda do too, but you know, you don't know if he's gonna play or not. 
Right, but now it's a stash, though. Like, stash we know, and we, Yeah, we know that the Suns are going to stash dudes. Like they, they are not interested this in this season in winning games. They, they are one of maybe the only team that said, "I don't care about this season." Like that, I, I can't, did anyone else say that? I think that's it, right? Nobody else said, "Okay, we're tanking. We care about 2019." They're the only team that did that, right? I mean, there's a couple of other teams that, that aren't going to win no, a lot of they games. Out, like the... They outright <laughs> said, I don't care about this season. We are on the quote timeline. I don't so, know if the Hawks said that, but they sent a text yeah, to their friends that yeah. said that. So I don't I, I, I guess I'll like land, but I'm not tied to anybody, man. Like if push comes to shove and like, set, like actually, for instance, in one of our leagues, I was trailing hard in, in steals and I, I was like okay cool I want to pick up a steal I picked up a steal specialist picked him up and actually won the category because of it and I cut Alex Len to do that like that's cool that's kind of where I am with Alex Len are you a Euless guy or a Mike James guy or a neither guy pretty much neither man like I guess if I had to pick one I'd pick Euless because he's going to start um, he's going to have the first quarter to shine He's gonna have good usage and so on, but it's it's not fun, man. This is not a situation when to really attack, I guess. And he was a disaster on Saturday. Mike um, James got hot. Mike James went. Mike James went went crazy on Saturday with twenty five, like you said. Um, Troy Daniels made the waiver wire column, uh, getting some run at shooting guard, playing pretty well. Um, he's not somebody you want to own, probably in a. 12 team league right now but he's he's worth keeping an eye on i think but yeah, man the, yeah, the suns it. are just the suns drive me crazy i yeah. mean outside of tj warren man uh i don't trust any of them yeah warren's gonna be pretty good i expect to get really hot but um like you said it it's they ha- they have to start and we had this conversation with ryan with tommy with jonas with everyone so I'll ask you, how do you feel about Josh Jackson? I'll set you up. Jonas, Tommy, and I were like, okay, Adam in the deep league, see if he can fix his sh- S word, and we'll set it. And that's it. Ryan's like, nope, I'm good. I don't want to cut anybody because uh, he's that bad. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I. I'd have to have somebody sitting on a roster that I did not want. Right. Well, to I'm own. saying like deep league, like you're talking about a guy like, okay, so we had Fred Van Vliet who is killer or somebody who, you know, it's a ticking time bomb where it's going to run out and like, or nah, I guess, I, okay. So how about Thomas Sedaransky who's been pretty hot? So I'd rather you, would, own Jackson. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Uh, what what about uh, oh man the name just escaped me uh, Derek Favors for Jackson that's an easy call Favors yeah but he's been bad man since Gobert came back well, he's yeah bad. he's a big man though you like we we said man you don't cut big men right here right you with me on that I I uh-huh. we've had that, that's like the theme of this podcast like don't I I will never advocate cutting a big man I will never do I will never sign off on that. Like to cut to to cut a big man for a forward slash wing guy, I I will never ever sign unless I know it's like a strong move. 
I won't do it. I won't sign off on that. All right. You? I can I can dig that. Uh, how do you feel? About, how do you feel about pigman scarcity? I mean, it just depends on what your team is made up of. If you if you have plenty of big men, you can cut one. Do you? I know? mean, not, not I, would, every... I wouldn't do that though. Like, I would trade one then. Not like, everybody. I, every every league I'm in, it's legit. Like, oh my, it's so hard to get a big man. Like, I I'm trying to. I everything I'm short on a big man. I'm like, oh my god. Hey, I'm, I'm like overpaying, and they still like, nope, I'm good. I'm like, oh, you're still saying no? It's it's I can't do it, man. It's hard. I, I feel like I drafted a lot of big men. Like I feel like I've got big men, and and I own Derek Favors. I haven't cut him. I'm not like looking to to actively cut Derek Favors, but um, if I had to, to, you know, I might cut Favors for Nuwaba. Really? Favors, Favors Wait, has been really? garbage, dude. Since Gobert's been back, Favors has been bad. Man, I, I wouldn't. He's do, been bad. I I didn't have to make the decision, but. I don't know about that. How shallow are we talking? Like, who who else was on the waiver wire then? I, I don't have a specific example. I'm just saying yeah. that that if if I've got if I've got five centers on my roster, I don't mind letting John Henson or Alex Lynn or Greg Monroe or you know if I've got plenty of centers, I don't I don't need five or six centers. I, I can let one go and, and pick up a wing where I'm probably thin because I have so many bigs. I play in too many deep leagues, apparently. And uh, he's good, man. So I, I'm. It's not. It's not like party time, obviously. But it's. Uh, we're pretty much where we were. Like he is. He like negated the past like three weeks to me. Like wow. we're back to the part where we're like, okay, who is this guy? We're not like I hate you. I want to punch you in your face. <laughs> We're not that guy anymore. So yeah, I, I still I I'm encouraged. Uh, bottom line, I'm encouraged. It's encouraging, but I mean, it's still like I still think Chris is going to go off before the season's over. We I just don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, and real with what the big takeaway is, I guess would be uh, Jared Dudley took Dragon Bender's minutes, so Dragon Bender going. Cold is the biggest win there. I, th- I think it's like I said. It, it was a, it was a great weekend, always around for Marquise Chris. Well, he he played twenty five minutes, and Dragon Bender played six. So yeah, because like I said, he okay. So if if you missed it, six minutes. He played six minutes. He and Davis Bertans checked in at the exact same time, or very, very close, if I'm not mistaken. And Bertans went off. It was bang, bang, bang. Eight points in like two minutes, or three minutes, or whatever it was. And like, Triana was like, nope, you're done. Pulled him. And that was it. Uh, Played Chris for the rest of it. And yeah, it was bad, man. So yeah, it was a very it was pretty much a win, man. Besides no blocks, I think he hit a three. Um, but yeah, it was if you're on the Chris camp like I am, it was a very encouraging night. Well, Chris, Chris has scored. He scored 15 on Saturday and 11 on Thursday. But let's keep in mind the previous three games before that, he scored a total of 10 points. Um, now Bender is is falling out of the picture. Chris is coming up. So I'm I'm okay with being on the Chris. Uh, Chris bandwagon right now, but I'm not. I'm not gonna go. 
uh, balls to the wall with Chris like we did early in the season because he still still hasn't really um, had had even that game uh, where you go, wow, man, this guy's this guy is going to kill it. Now, apparently he had that game for you on Saturday, but most of us did not get to see that game. So, right. Um, was, like I said, it wasn't like a stat line game, but like I was impressed, man. I really was. Well, that's the way I felt. That was probably his third, his third game of the season. I was like, oh my God, he gets it. And it he understood. It was what, like eight, nine, ten days ago when he said, okay, I was out of shape. And he felt like he screwed up. And I liked hearing that. So, Again, yeah. I'm, I'm. I will fully say, like I effed up on Marquise Chris. He's been bad. He's been my worst call of the season. Like I, I'll say that right now. But um, I feel better about it now. I'm encouraged. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, I, I will say that, you know, when I watched Favors play when Gobert wasn't playing, I was like, man, Favors looks rejuvenated. He's putting in a lot of effort. He he looks swift on his feet. And then Gobert comes back and, and Favors just disappears. So and I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that Chris and Favors are the same guy, but uh, they, they, they're they kind of similar uh, in some ways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I, I still think Chris is going to have a big second half. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, and real, so I think that right, we're good. We've right. covered the sun. We've covered the suns enough. I don't want to talk about them. I'm yeah, mad at them. Yeah, I know. So let's talk about the magic. Um, the juice is loose, hardcore. <laughs> My boy, 29 points, career high. He had a career high four threes the other day to go. He had a career high in assists, career high in boards. He is fuego. Um, what are our expectations on the juice, aka Simmons? Simmons, he doesn't want to be known as Juice, by the way. Well, I'll tell you what. He's only owned in 48% of Yahoo leagues, which is criminal. Um, he was my cover boy for the waiver wire column this week. Uh, Jonathan Simmons is the pictured player. Uh, he's available in 52% of the leagues out there, which is just stupid, especially when you think about the fact that Aaron Gordon's out with a concussion, Evan Fournier's ankle is not right. Um, and he's coming off that career high game, 29 points on Saturday. He's averaging, uh, like 19.6 boards, two assists, a steal, 1.5, three pointers shooting 51% over his last five. He was the guy I said, you should run, not walk to your waiver wire to pick him up. So, um, I love it. Uh, he, he's gonna, he's gonna, um, retreat a little bit once Fernie and, and Gordon are, are healthy, I think, but, you know Simmons is good, and he's starting for the Magic, and he he he's one of those. He's like a mini Kawhi, uh, mini Giannis. He he does everything, and he's just one of those guys that, that's good to have on your team. He's got moves. I love that. I love the guys to get to the. So, I love get, getting to the rim. That's my thing, right? Shooting free throws. Shooting free throws, getting to the rim. That's my thing. That's juice, man. He was. At the rim all night, every night against the Hawks in the last two games, man. So yeah, add juice, man. I I don't care who you're cotton. Um, I, actually, uh, I'll pose this question: Juice or Milos? No, well, I'm not cutting juice to pick up Milos. And I, and if I'm picking a guy up, I'm going to pick up uh, Simmons because uh, I know what he's going to do. 
Right. I don't really know what Milos is going to do. Um, so I, I think if I had to pick between adding Juice and Milos, I would take Juice. But it sounds close, though. I mean, I, Milos should be added in, in yeah. almost all. Yeah, every, and so, every so, so should Simmons. Yeah, they both should be on. But, yeah, like you said, I I got to have Juice, man. <laughs> Get your vitamin C. Are we talking about other Magic players or are we stopping with, with uh, Simmons? I think we're good. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Mario Hazonia um, looked great. He actually looked phenomenal um, in the start, but, I mean, there's really no analysis needed, right? No, I think DJ Augustine is worth keeping an eye on. I guess we should talk about quickly that they went small a lot, man. They went uh, Shelvin Mack at the two a lot, and Hazonia at the four, obviously, and... They they just went so small. I was really surprised by that. That they went no spates. So who was guarding Ursan Ilyasova in that game? Because that dude went off. <laughs> nine of nine, baby. Five of five from downtown. Like yeah. somebody guard the ghost face, man. Come on. Ghostface. You you were you had ghost face in, in charity stripe against me. That's right. And I got I got beat down. I had too many injuries and you had ghost face, so Ghost Face Ilya. Whatever. Blah, blah. Sometimes I hate fantasy basketball. Right. right. <laughs> this was not a good week. All right. Uh, what, what's next? What are we doing? Um, Wizards, I guess. I don't, nothing really to say. Wall's coming back, so cut Frazier and Frazier. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about Bradley Beal? Like he's been pretty bad, man. I have I have a couple shares of Beal, and I'm a little, a little disappointed, man. Well, you were. But I don't think you probably were disappointed when he went off for 51 points the other night. Right, but I'm overall, even that included, I'm still a little disappointed. Eh, he's good, dude. I, I, I think, I, and, and Beal, the game after that, I think he, he scored 25 points. He didn't shoot it that well. But, uh, I mean, Beal's fine. Obviously, it looks like he's a better player when, uh, when Wall's out there, which is kind of surprising. I thought that Beal was going to be that 51-point explosive force uh, having to take over without Wall being around. And, and it, you're right, it didn't happen. He struggled a little bit. But, uh, I mean, Brad Beal's fine. I mean, he's, he's a guy that we, we don't really need to talk about because you're not going to cut Brad Beal. You're probably not going to trade him. He's not available in any leagues. He's just, he's just a guy on your team that's in a little bit of a funk, or at least was uh, before the 51 points. So, but, were you out on that, though? Like, would you take him third round all day or what? Yeah, I think I, I'm still good with Beal, third or fourth round. Fourth? I, I'm t- firmly third. Like, I, if I'm drafting and I'm sitting there at, like, 30, I'd take him. I bet you there were a lot of people that t- took uh, Beal over Oladipo. Yep, I'm one of them. And actually, I got both of them in a lot of leagues. I went I went Beal three, Oladipo four in a lot of leagues. Do you think people need to keep an eye on Jan Mahimi? Because Gortat has yeah, been let's talk about bad. That. Let's talk about that real quick. So Gortat, if you missed it. Gortat oh, looks like a point guard, and that's about it. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. So in the Clippers game, both Mike Scott and Jan Mahimi both closed out and closed out extremely well until about 45 seconds left. And Scott Brooks pulled him, put Gortat back in there, and he effed up, and they lost the game. <laughs> So I like the big takeaway for me, like I said in the boys, was yo, I do I'm scared if I earn, if I own 
Morris or Gortat. I I'm scared. I don't I don't want to own those guys right now. I don't. But how do you, do you have any Gortat or Marquise Morris shares? I don't have any Gortat, and I also don't have any Morris. But like my thought when I look at both those guys, I see two different things. Like Gortat looks like a sinking ship, like the Titanic. Um, and it makes me think that Jan Mahinmi, if his knee holds up, might get into a full-blown timeshare with Gortat if he's not already there. He might already be there. They both played 24 minutes that game. Uh, with Morris, you know, he had four fouls here tonight. He played limited minutes. But the, the couple of games before that, he looked really good. Uh, I feel like Markeith Morris is going to be balling um, by Christmas. I don't feel that way about Gortat. So if I own Morris, I'm hanging on. If I own Gortat, you know, your big man rule says you can't cut him, and I'm I'm not in the business of cutting Gortat if I own him right now, but I'm certainly worried about him. Yeah, like you said, I, I hate cutting centers, man. I really do. But um like if you're looking at the rear wire and there's like five or six centers that are close to Gortat, okay, sure, but like it just we said this a few times. Recognize supply and demand. Like, if you realize that you cut Gortat and he's, like, the only center on the waiver wire when you cut him, then don't cut him. But if you cut him and, like, Ed Davis is there and Myers Leonard's there and all these other centers are there, like, okay, cool. But, like, or whatever it is. But, I don't know, just... It's... I hate this, man. Like, it's so hard to... How do you feel about people, like, asking in a vacuum, like, cut this guy for this guy? I hate those questions, man. It's so hard for me. I, I don't know. I, I feel so bad. Like, I, I hate steering people wrong. Yeah, it, it's interesting that uh, when I do those Facebook Live videos, which Thursdays w- was a disaster because my internet connection was not strong enough to, to hold the feed, and it just kept it kept cut, cutting me out and, and dropping me. But uh, it, it, there's questions that I get where I, I'm like, I'm not answering that. And it's, it's like, hey, um, should I trade Auto Porter? Period. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. Like, like, what kind of question is that? Or like, uh, who should I trade auto porter for? Who should I get back? And it's like, I, dude, I don't have a calculator or the time to, to go through the entire league and put together the ideal trade for auto porter. Like, when you guys ask us questions, you really, uh, the shorter and sweeter and more specific they are, the better the chances are you're going to get an answer um, out of us, or especially me. Um, if it's open ended, um, if it's open ended, and who who should I trade Boogie Cousins for? It's it's not going to get an answer. So yeah, I mean, there's our, the way you ask a question has a lot to do with whether or not it gets gets answered. I think the point is, you know, your league better than we do, and they know their team better than we do, right? So, and I don't, I don't, I also don't like those emails I get where it's got a screenshot of the, an entire team. And it says, who who should I cut? What should I do? And it's right. like, oh, dude, come on. Anyway, all right, what, what's next? Let's keep moving. I think that's it. Uh, you guys take care. Enjoy your week. Kick butt. Uh, check your schedules. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for going on, Steve. All right, see you guys.